0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Primetime Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino is a paid program. When your personal investments need help, to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for primetime. Welcome to Primetime Money on Zuma Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Canada's Only Money Show dedicated to those of you 50 plus in your overall investment tax and estate planning and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. And we have an excellent show planned for you today. Justin Elliott, who's a portfolio manager with Caldwell Investment Management, is going to talk to us about dividend growth stocks. Not just dividend stocks, dividend growth stocks. There's a difference. And you're going to find out why he focuses on dividend growth specifically. But first, we had an outstanding response to our 7% solution last week. So if you didn't tune in, We had a new investment vehicle when we put it together. It was a portfolio and it was called the 7% solution. So it's a portfolio that pays you interest and dividends and it can pay you over 7% annual plus any growth on top of that. Here's an example of what I put together for a client with $500,000 to invest just to give you an idea. This was a 50-50 balanced account. So 50% was in fixed income. So that's GICs and corporate bonds and government bonds. And then the rest of it, the other 50% was in stock. And dividend equities, so fifty-fifty balance split, and then what we did is we took the equity portion and we put it into specific sectors like banks, life insurance, healthcare companies, and energy. That particular account in that plan that we did for that client produced about thirty-seven thousand dollars a year in income, so about three thousand a month without touching any of the principal. Now, if the stock market in this case. It grow by 3% a year. So say, for instance, it grew 30% over the next 10 years, so that's 3% a year. Basically, you could double that portfolio in 7.2 years. But most of our clients and most of the listeners that are interested in it want that $3,000 a month to live on. So there you have it. It's a good opportunity out there and a bad market. So if you'd like to get a copy of the 7% solution, all you got to do is call Dominique now. 1-866-891-2637. That's 1-866-891. and ask her for what we call the 7% solution. Okay, after a six-month correction, the market is starting to gain some ground. Stay right there, and I will go over how you, right now, can construct what we call a comeback portfolio. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino on Primetime Money. You know, after a decade of unusually favorable returns, so it had a great market, and last year was a great market, this year really dished out a hard dose of reality to everybody. So if you're upset with your portfolio, there are a couple things that you can do right now. Number one, calm your emotions enough to get some perspective. Yes, the accounts are down for the last six months. That's on paper right now. But now is the time to figure it out and get it right. And number two, And that's the topic here, is to remodel your portfolio for a strong comeback. You know, the markets, like I said a couple of weeks ago, don't give you advance notice of when they're going to recover. And that's taken place already in the last two weeks. So now it's time for you to get going. If you are in a lot of pain, there's likely a couple of causes with your portfolio. First, you probably have too many risky securities that you didn't know about in your portfolio. And number two... You're not that well diversified. You may be relying on one or two sectors for all of your portfolio's growth so far. This is a correction that's been different than others. And here's why. Because no area was safe from the market. So you could be down, you know, 15% in the bond fund. You could be down 15% in the balance fund. Or you could be down 15% in the stock fund. All of them, the same amount, basically. All different types of portfolios, all different types of asset classes. But everything went down. But if you can put together now a strong comeback portfolio with history on your side, it's not a hard thing to do. And I'm going to show you how to do it right now. Okay, so here we go. Building block number one. So we're going to build up this portfolio from the bottom. Building block number one would be Canadian large-cap dividend stocks. Number two would be U.S. large-cap dividend stocks. So big companies that have a history of paying dividends, and hopefully a lot of them have a history over the last little while maybe five years or 10 years. You know, in the United States, some of these 25 years of growing their dividends. Building block number three would be dividend stocks, but mid or small cap companies, both in Canada and the United States. Building block number four would be the real estate part of it. So REITs, real estate investment trusts. And you would focus on in this kind of environment, industrial and apartment REITs that yield over 4%. And they have great ones here in Canada and they have great ones in the United States too. And building block number five would be you need some growth in the portfolio to keep pace with inflation. So sectors like technology, biotech, healthcare, and oil and gas. So what you would do if you're a little bit more on the conservative side is you would put the highest percentage of your money in building blocks number one and two, and then the same amounts in number three, four, and five would have a lower amount. So for safety, the GIC or the bond section can get you around four and a half percent right now so it's a great opportunity to do that so here's the background evidence of why i put it together that way the large cap Canadian stock portfolio that had dividends and grew their dividends averaged about nine percent for the last 90 years or so the large cap u.s dividend fund actually averaged 11 percent for that period and the mid and small caps even though they're more risk to you right now actually averaged more than that they averaged about 13 percent since 1925. So when you go back and put these five together, the portfolio can give you great income today, but also give you some long-term growth potential. So there you have it. That's a comeback portfolio. If you'd like to get an example, all you got to do is uh, give Dominic a call, like usual, one 891 2637 That's one 891 2637 And ask her for what we call the comeback portfolio. Canadian U.S. large, mid, small caps, dividends, REITs, specialty sectors, that's the team that you have on the field for the comeback. But you don't have to listen to me just about that. Stay right there because Justin Elliott is going to go over why he thinks dividend growth stocks are important and he's going to give you his best ideas today. I'm Richard Infantino and you're listening to Time Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino and in Primetime Money. And joining us now is Justin Elliott. He's a portfolio manager with Caldwell Investment Management. We asked Justin to come on today to talk about dividend growers. Hey, good morning, Justin. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us here this morning.
1: Yeah. Hey, Richard. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. First time here. So uh, excited about the opportunity to, to speak with you and your
0: listeners. Yeah, great to have you on here. Um I guess, you know, prior to you coming on, we were just talking about uh, dividend stocks and the merits of having dividends and having a portfolio of, of dividends. Now, we wanted to talk to you specifically about uh, dividend growth stocks. So what's the difference between, you know, a stock that pays a dividend and a dividend growth company?
1: Yeah, sure. So... um you know, when when typically people think about dividend stocks, um, you think about your utilities, you think about some of your uh, larger consumer staples companies and things like that. Um, banks, for example, companies that pay very stable dividends over time uh, and, and don't tend to move much higher than, you know, 3 4 or 5%. And um, when, when we're looking at dividend growth stocks, we're looking at stocks that are Earlier in their um, journey, you know, maybe having recently initiated a dividend within the last five years or so, um, but are in that transition phase where, um, you know, the, the outlook is stabilized. Um, they're they're still in high growth markets. Um, these are still industry leaders, benefiting from you know underlying market growth and share gains, um, but that that presents a little bit higher uh, dividend growth over time. And so I think that's sort of the key difference there. And. When we did our research, um, you know, if you were to look at the U.S. over the last 50 years or so, um, the results show that the annualized rate of return for dividend growers as a group was more than twice as large um, as non-dividend-paying stocks um, and slightly less than twice as large for just your your standard dividend payers. So we do see that there is significant outperformance for dividend growers over time. Um, and you also see that that's sort of a little bit more stable um, across a variety of economic environments. And so we think, uh, you know, the combination of some of those attributes provides for greater to- total return potential. Um, then their are sort of non-dividend paying or just rev- regular dividend paying counterparts. And, and we think that's a pretty strong case for um, investing in dividend growers.
0: Right, because um, I guess what you're talking about there is total return, folks, is... When you look at investing, you're looking at getting a dividend plus growth. So say, for instance, a dividend was 3% and you got 10% growth and the total return would be 13%. Is that what you're talking about, Justin?
1: Yeah, exactly. So to go into a little bit more of sort of the consistency across uh, economic environments, um, you know, to... to strong markets like i was saying dividend growers they do tend to be industry leaders um, mm. so that they're benefiting from that market growth as well as those market share gains um, but they also have very strong management teams that are a little bit more focused on disciplined capital allocation and so the combo of those factors leads to uh, more sustainable free cash flow growth over time um, and strong performance in rising markets and then on the flip side um, that regular growing dividend provides a mitigating effect um, in, in down markets um, from a return perspective. And so even if your capital appreciation happens to be negative over a period, you still get the offset um, from that dividend yield uh, and that dividend growth. And so I think that's where it's uh, it's a differentiator.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I, the fund that you manage there is called the Caldwell U.S. Dividend Advantage Fund. So. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing there with the fund. And then, uh, you know, why is it different than, you know, most of the other dividend uh, funds that are out there today?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, And so our our Caldwell U.S. Dividend Fund is a unique approach, and it combines momentum investing with bottom-up fundamental analysis. And the strategy is really leveraging off of our award-winning Canadian Value Momentum Fund, but with more of a focus on um, overlooked and... uh, yeah, Overlook U.S. dividend payers, um, okay. and so it's a very concentrated portfolio. We typically hold between 25 to 40 stocks, um, much more with a mid-cap focus. Um, it's got really high active share, and so we do tend to look much different than the index, uh, as well as your typical dividend fund. You know, especially among our top 10 holdings, um, it, it's a high turnover strategy with a, a total return focus. And I think what's important. When we were doing our research, we, we noted that a lot of your typical dividend funds are what we call sort of too sleepy in uh, turning over your portfolio. And, and we saw that during 2020, the median turnover of your standard U.S. dividend fund actually decreased versus the long-term average, um, despite a significant uptick in the amount of companies that were either cutting or suspending dividends. And, you know, these were companies, your, your blue chip stocks like Disney, for example, um, that suspended its dividend. So investors could possibly be left holding uh, you know, a dividend fund with a significant amount of stocks that don't actually pay a dividend. Um, and so we're not aware, really, of any competing products that offer, offer a, a similar approach to us. And we like to use the analogy sort of of this core satellite model where um, our dividend fund is a great complement to your core or balanced portfolio by offering that income stream that you get from a dividend fund, but with greater
0: capital appreciation potential um, that you wouldn't necessarily find in your standard dividend fund. Yeah, right. Uh, So if, you know, a lot of listeners out there would have these huge large cap, um, you know, like dividend aristocrat stocks that have been sitting there paying dividends, and this would be a good complement to that because it would give you a different kind of uh, avenue towards those kinds of companies that pay dividends. Exactly. Or yeah. your, um, just your, ear balance fund, those type of holdings. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So let's, let's talk about a couple of the, um, stocks that you like now that would f- fit into your portfolio that would fit that whole mandate that we're just talking about. Sure. So,
1: uh, one of the names we really like is called dollar general
0: Okay. and they're the leading
1: discount retailer in the U S they've got about 16,000 locations. Um, and we think that their locational strategy is, is really a structural advantage compared to peers as the majority of their stores are located within five miles of the U.S. population. Um, and they're also over-indexed to rural communities. So there's not a lot of competition in those areas. Um, in the current landscape, when we think about higher gas prices, I think consumers might lean towards shopping closer to home and so that that store footprint is uh, really a big advantage there. Mm -hmm. Um, Their core customer also happens to be more on the low-income scale of the spectrum. And so they're basically all of their merchandise is priced at $10 or less, um, which we think is really attractive in this type of environment. And one of the things we're sort of looking for is um, what we call the trade-down theme. So consumers possibly switching to um, brands that are not necessarily their preferred brands, um, but are sort of second choice in order to save some money. So we think they're pretty well positioned to benefit uh, from that kind of um, that effect. Uh, sure. And so lastly, I would just sort of talk on their, their um, execution and rolling out high return stores at a very quick pace. And we've seen a lot of competitors go bankrupt in the retail space over the last couple of years. Um, and so that's really opened up their, their sort of total uh,
0: store opportunity over the longer term, which we think supports uh, that long-run growth. Yeah, that's a great idea. And uh, we got time for one more, so what else do you like?
1: Yeah, um, the second idea would be uh, LKQ Corporation, and they're a leading supplier of aftermarket auto parts in both North America and Europe, and they're really focused on uh, collision repair. So, I think body panels, headlights, things like that, as well as routine maintenance products, and so they are the largest player in a, a fragmented industry with a lot of very smaller players. And so, their scale really affords cost benefits. For example, when they're ordering products. in bulk, um, they also have a, a much larger distribution network, and so they're able to get products to customers same day, um, often within a couple of hours. That smaller players simply can't uh, can't compete with. Um, When you think about, you know, the rebound in miles driven, um, unfortunately, that will lead to more accidents. It's sort of just, uh, you know, a well-known correlation there. So we think that demand for their services should come back as we we exit the pandemic. And again, to touch on the um, trade-down theme, with consumers being a little bit more pressured right now by inflation, we think we're going to see a lot more of the repair versus replace decisions. And that should support. Um, demand for their aftermarket to auto parts. Um, you know, just, just from a company-specific standpoint as well, they've made a lot of efforts over the last couple of years to drastically reduce their leverage. Um, and so to touch on that point earlier, you know, strong uh, capital allocation focus, management's um, really cleaned up the balance sheet and uh, improved their margins as well. And so their outlook is strong enough where they uh, you know, thought they, they could support paying dividend, and they recently initiated their first-ever dividend. Um, and so, yeah, another name that we like in the portfolio.
0: Yeah, two great ideas, Justin. Thanks for um, taking the time to join us here today. Appreciate it. And uh, continued success with the uh, Caldwell U.S. Dividend Advantage Fund. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Okay, that was Justin Elliott. He's the Portfolio Manager with Caldwell Investment Management. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund and ETF investments. The distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds and ETFs are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Caldwell Investment Management. Okay, just to remind everybody, we have the uh, 7% solution uh, available for you. So that's the portfolio that I put together that has a combination of um, GICs and corporate bonds, and it has Canadian banks. It has a section on life insurance, health care, energy, technology, and it has global dividends. So that's the whole portfolio. We just had a caller call in and ask about that. Again, the example that I gave is for was for $500,000, but you could do any amount with that and divide it up uh, accordingly. So... Basically, that's just an example. What you can do is take a look at the amount of money that you have and we can construct a portfolio around that. What we used a lot for the uh, equity side was called covered calls. So that's um, an investment where you can invest in these dividend companies and on top of that, you're going to do a strategy and it's using um, uh, options. It's a very conservative strategy where what you're doing is you're giving away potential uh, growth for current income. So you're trading off growth for income. So it's very conservative. And it just, instead of getting a, you know, a five or 6% dividend, you're getting somewhere seven or 8% dividend on the portfolio. So that's the equity side. And then the bond side today, that's the reason why there's a great opportunity is because the bond market is way down. So there's some corporate bonds where you can get 6%. And now you can get GICs. And we've been, you know, buying some clients, 3 and 4 and 5 year GICs is yielding 4.7 4.8%, so you can lock in a guaranteed amount, lock in a great corporate rate. You can also get all these uh, incomes from um, the covered calls and all the different sectors. There is, you know, there is lots of opportunity there for growth on top of that, but you're giving away you know, substantial growth for uh, current income when you do that 7% solution. So if you'd like to get a copy of that, again, all you got to do is call Dominica at 1866 8912637 and ask her for the 7% solution. The other investment that you can ask for is the comeback portfolio. And that's the portfolio that we put together, you know, with the uh, five steps on how you can structure yourself or structure your portfolio for a comeback in this type of environment. That's the idea. The market is down, your accounts down. How do you make it come back? How do you capitalize on what's available out there in the marketplace today? The kinds of investments that you should have in the portfolio. So you could be in a situation where you're down a lot because of some structural problem with the portfolio that you have put together right now. And our comeback portfolio, basically what it does is it ties everything back together again. So it gives you five different building blocks. So what we did was we put together Canadian large caps, U.S. large caps. We put small and mid caps in Canada and United States. We added in some REITs for income and potential growth. And then we added in a, a section... Uh, which would be a smaller portion into growth sectors and technology and biotechnology and oil and gas, which we feel are all poised for some strong growth coming out of here. But you know, packaged in with all these dividends and all the interest coming in from the uh, the stocks and the uh, the bonds gives you a, a tremendous breakdown of a portfolio. And it gives you the structure of a portfolio that you need coming out of this. So again, both of these are available. Remember on the show, everything is available for you. so when we talk about it, you can get it. And there's no cost or obligation. You know, just call Dominique and she'll give you an idea. The show's, uh, you know, set up to uh, educate and help you manage your money. That's the whole idea of it. So that um, example we call the comeback portfolio. So if you'd like to get a copy of how we structure that, again, you can call Dominique now or after the show at one 891 2637 for the uh, comeback portfolio there. And then uh, next week what we're going to do is we're going to talk with um, – uh, two more portfolio managers, and we're going to talk about the markets and the availability of where you should participate. But the markets, again, have corrected substantially, but it's starting to bounce here now. So the key thing that we're looking for is, number one, some signs that inflation has peaked. And then once inflation has peaked, I think you'll hear announcements that interest rates are not going to go up as much, and I think that the, um, the stock market's going to really like that, and that's why we're starting to you know see advancements. And a lot of companies are starting to announce great earnings. See, the other thing that's happened through this market is that because everything was so bad, the outlook for companies' earnings was really low. And now that that was so low and they're beating that, the stock market is starting to say, okay, we're starting to get out of this and we're starting to do a lot better. So you're hearing all of these companies start to make some great announcements. And as they make great announcements, the market can... Uh, can move further. We also have a seminar coming up in a little while, so uh, we'll bring you all up to speed on that for next week's. So remember to uh, focus uh, and uh, look at your portfolio, and now is the time to make the right adjustments. And you can follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Our podcasts are on Apple Music, Prime Music, and Spotify. And then you can get all the information that we talk about on our website, and it's called primetimemoney.ca. That's where you go. And in that Primetime Money website, you're going to have all the information. You're going to have copies of all of the podcasts that we do on there. You're going to have the background information on the uh, investments and the, and the mutual funds and ETFs that we talk about with the portfolio managers. You can get all the information there as well. And then you can, get, uh, you can schedule for the um, seminars that we have coming up for you as well. That's all the time that we have for today, folks. You see you next week. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money.